This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So it's a wonderful, warm welcome to, uh, to to Kerry Dixon, Chelsea legend Kerry Dixon, for another one of our uh, Kerry Dixon preview shows. Good evening, Kerry. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. Good stuff. Did you enjoy? Uh, did you enjoy another win against Southampton last weekend? Yes, I thought the Chelsea played very well indeed. Um, it was. Uh, I always thought it'd be a tough game. Both me and you thought that uh, it would be. A tough game. Um, surprisingly, I thought Chelsea were in control, as they say, to coin a phrase, uh, for the majority of that game. And, um, you know, I thought, once again, the two players that we highlighted last week, um, Hazard and Costa, were the two. And you know they what, made mate? it. Sorry, go on. And, and, and listen, there are other players playing well, but to win games... When he, I've said it before, when Eden Hazard is on form, he's the difference. When Messi's on form, the difference between perhaps Madrid and, and Barca is one of the, the key players, the Messi's or the Ronaldo's and so on. When Diego Costa's there to finish and Eden Hazard is playing like we know he can play, I'm talking about the season before last, and Chelsea are in the mix. You know what? I mean, I couldn't agree more with you, actually, Kerry. I mean, obviously I was there and... Uh... It was it was great fun to be at. It's, it's always a great away uh, at Southampton, and uh, you know the Chelsea away fans, as always, did themselves more than justice while we were there. But uh, I, I agree, you know, we did think it was going to be a tight game, but I, I you know, we 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 didn't look in any trouble at all. We controlled the match from start to finish. I tell you what, really impressed me most, actually, mate, and and that was the work rate of the of the entire team and 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 just that whole collective team effort. Uh, and, and I haven't seen that at Chelsea for, for far too long. And it was so, so pleasing to see. And I think that allied to some, you know, as you said, clinical fit finishing by uh, Costa and, and Hazard, but also some really solid defending, giving us another clean sheet. Yeah. Um, 
you talk about the work rate, and it, and it does seem to be a thing. Every now and again, I, I have said it on the show before, that, you know, every now and again, a certain situation um, crops up in football, and it seems that everyone in the world wants to copy it. And what it is now is everyone pressing high up the field. Yeah. And, um, you know, they all start to do it. It's a, it's a phase that's in. Everyone copies it, and this is what we're going to see. Everyone works. Everyone presses up the field. And we all try and squeeze possession, forcing the forcing the opposition to hit long balls, and we can attack the ball then. Um, I've said many a time, it's whatever works. There was a time when I was playing football when the Italians used to let you have it in your own half. They, they'd give you the ball, they'd all drop off and defend from the halfway line. Mm. That was that was what the Italians were doing. There was a time when the Dutch were playing with Johan Cruyff, and they were playing. Um, they called it total football, and then you have the yeah. Barcelona style short passing, the ticker tacker football. You know. Um, at the moment, it's a high-pressing game. Guardiola has been successful with it. Um, unfortunately for Manchester United, it depends which way you look at it. The old two holding midfield players are suffering a little bit at the moment. Um, yeah. I know we've got them, we've got them to a degree, but it all goes to show that it's a sign of the times. And you know, but you've got to have the players. And I'm going to keep reiterating this: it's what I believe. Players win games, not formations. If you want to press high up the field and you've got the same 11 players, fine. If you've dropped off and you've got the same 11 players, my guess is you still win the game if they're playing well. The strategy is set out by the manager. That's what he wants them to do. But it's not strategies or formations that win games. That's called organisation. And I'm not going to say you don't have to organise. You must pick up at corners. You must defend set plays. That's all part of organisation. But it's players playing well that win games. And Eden Hazard on form, we've got a chance. I I wouldn't disagree with any of that at all, mate. And I I'd say on on every show we've done so far, you've done your best uh, done before. You've done your best to educate me on that fact. And, but, and I agree. <laughs> but it's not education. I, it's, I... it's it's sorry, Dad, to interrupt. It's not education. It's just a point of view. Um, you know, yeah, no, the no, same absolutely. players. I mean, what I would say, Kerry, though, I mean, I, I, and I do actually agree with you. And you know, if you've got crap players, doesn't matter what formation you're going to put them in, they're still going to be crap players. But uh, I think it's what, what, what's really impressed me, and when I say work rate, perhaps I'm being a bit disingenuous, and I think what I really mean is it's just the commitment, not just the commitment to win the ball back, but the commitment to each other. And I, and I sense a real team spirit there now that we certainly didn't see when it was going horribly wrong with Jose last year. And I think the other thing I was going to say, um, you know, I think we touched on this last week, actually. I think, I think this is something that Conte's done. He's infused uh, that team ethic and also a happiness about that squad. They look to be playing for each other and they look to be playing for the manager. And I think that that's a, that's a slightly different argument from, you know, systems, formations and players. Do you think? I was just going to say, if you've got a happy ship, that's far more important. Yeah. Organisation and systems and, and so on, you know, in, inevitably they tend to take care of themselves. Um, yeah. But if you've got a happy ship and everyone wants to work, everyone wants to try and do what, uh, what they can to help the team, um, you'll win. I've already said Leicester won the league last year, four four two. But everyone worked, yeah. everyone pressurised, everyone run back, everyone chased, everyone put in, and they were successful. A team ethic, a happy ship, and more importantly than you know, every manager who goes into a side, as far as I'm concerned, should be able to set up a team um, to play a certain way or to play a way. Um, but they can't always get a happy ship, and it doesn't matter how they set them up. If, they, if the ship's not happy, it's not going to work. Um, I agree with you. I think Chelsea have uh, got over their problems. I think the players uh, are all playing for each other. In, and the knock-on effect from that is they play for the club, they play for the shirt, and they, the fans warm to it. 
And <laughs> the knock-on effect on that is Antonio Conte, if he wins the league, becomes the next legendary manager. <laughs> well, let's let's hope so. I th- I'm just really delighted to see it. I mean, not least getting another clean sheet, but uh, you know, we've got a we've got another tough opponent uh, this this weekend in Everton. Of course, back in your day, uh, Everton. I mean, they were winning the league and, and and European, you know, cups in Europe, and and they were one of the top teams. And of course, they've they've had it a lot tougher. I think really since those days. But I think there's a you know suspicion that they've got you know they've got more money. They've got a decent manager, I think, in Cumin and and a, and, a, and a pretty decent squad. So perhaps they're you know they're going to be challenging. What do you think? I think Everton away is, uh, or at home is, is is a tough game. You know, wherever yeah. you play them. I totally agree with the manager. I think he's uh, come in. I think he's a bit of class. I always like to have managers to have a touch of class about them and, and a mm. bit of humility. Um, and, you know, I think Ronald Koeman has, has come in, conducted himself extremely well at Southampton, moved on to Everton, hasn't been moaning about players going, players coming or whatever, lack of money to buy, can't compete, just gets on with the job and competes. Everton will mm. be a handful. And, of course, our old friend uh, Romelu Lukaku is going to be the focal point of that. You know, Chelsea fans will be looking and saying, you know, he was bought to be the new DDA Drogba. Um, Calmed out, let go. It looks looks now like Chelsea have possibly made a mistake. Well, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you brought Lukaku up because I mean clearly that's the first thing I think that that most Chelsea supporters are going to be, you know, thinking about with Everton coming down this weekend. And you know, I mean, a couple of questions really about. It. I mean, the first one is: do you, do you rate him as a striker, mate? Yes, I do. Um, mm. I, I'm a big believer in. Um, it's not how you do it; it's if you do it. And he scores goals, and he scored over 20 goals last year. He's already mm. started off really well um, he hasn't got the greatest first touch but then you know coming from a man like myself who, who was pretty similar it didn't really matter the second touch is usually in the net that's what I used to tell people uh, and um, good and, point <laughs> and, Romelu, and Romelu Lukaku listen he's pacey he's strong he's big he's shown some decent touches most importantly he delivers or it looks like he's going to deliver 20 goals a season for whichever club he plays mm-hmm. for yeah I mean, kind of, you know, extending that argument a bit. I mean, do you think he was right to to leave Chelsea? Do you think, A, he was right to leave Chelsea? And B, do you think Chelsea were right to let him go? Um, I don't know the politics of who and why they let people go. If, if you know, Jose come in, and, you know, he didn't seem to get much game time. And it was pretty apparent after a pre-season tour that it wasn't going to be the way. And who's to say that, you know, with Diego Costa there, would he play? Um in that respect, you know, at the time he left, Costa wasn't there, but they needed a replacement and it was thought that he wasn't going to be the man to do that. Um, he needed the experience as well and he's benefited from that experience. I think Chelsea possibly could have given him more time. You know, when we think of some of the players that we've had as the second strike or the come on, you know, when, when the Costas and that um, haven't been available to us, I don't think we've been strong in the department, you know, and, you know, hence our title challenge, certainly last year, um, ha- hasn't been there. And, and our effect, you know, you talk Loic Remy and, and, and some of these others, and I'm, I'm still not convinced about Shuari yet, you know, is he the right man? If Can he hold it up if Costa's not about? Can he be the one? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm yet to be convinced. Um, but who's to say they won't develop given the opportunity? And that was the dilemma facing Lukaku. Undoubtedly, now he is a player that would get into most, well, a lot of sides. Probably not every side, but he would get into a lot of sides, and he certainly will deliver if you put the ball in an area where he can get on the other things. 
I think it, you know what, mate. I, I agree with you again. I mean, I think it was it was such a difficult argument at the time, and I think if he had stayed, I don't think we would be seeing the Romelu Lukaku that we have now. I think the fact that he was yep. able to go to Everton, a club that he could play for regularly, uh, has made him undoubtedly a better player. I think one point of of interest actually, because you can, comp- I mean, it's difficult to compare Costa and Lukaku because clearly, you know, he's yeah. a lot younger and less experienced. But you know, Costa scored forty goals in 64 games for us, and Lukaku has scored 35 goals in 82. This is in the Premier League, obviously. So, you know, Costa would edge it, undoubtedly. But then, of course, you would expect that. He's already kind of, you know, got that proven track record. So it's difficult to make that comparison, I think, but you're tempted to, aren't you? I think Costa is an excellent player. Anyone who listens Mm. to me, I think Costa is a... When you say world-class, he's a world-class centre-forward. You know, we put the top 10 strikers in, in the world. He's up there. He's with it. And in, in my opinion, um, arguable top five people all have different opinions. Um, but Costa's up there; he's he's, he's in the mix. Um, whether Lukaku is or not remains to be seen. His scoring record for Belgium is excellent. Um, you know, in terms of world football, disappointed a little bit in the World Cup. Um, I thought didn't really show, but he's a young man. The comparison of the two is given the choice. Most people would take Lukaku. Uh, most people would take Costa, but Lukaku yeah. is only a young man. Um, he's got time ahead of him, can improve, will improve, and who's to say? Nine years, eight years down the line, I think he's about 23. Uh, you, you'll put me right on yeah, that. He's young. Oh, he's young. He's still young. Um, before he's 30, he could still get a stack of goals, um, yeah. and someone's going to benefit. I have a feeling it won't be Everton for much longer. If he scores over no. 20, 25 this year, I think he'll move. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I, I mean, I, mate, I could sit here and talk all, all, all evening to you about strikers. I think there are, there are a few people that I can think of who are better qualified to talk about decent strikers than you, so it, it's a real privilege. Um, kind of moving on to, to the, the game more broadly, really, you know, I, I kind of had a look, a look at the, the recent track record, and I couldn't believe this. Apparently, we are unbeaten in our last 21 home games against Everton. And that's second only to our record, our legendary record against Spurs, where we're 24 uh, <laughs> games unbeaten at home. And, uh, you know, I was surprised to read that because, of course, I mean, if you look back, you, you know, very recently in the last few games, I mean, there have been some real mad high-scoring games. I mean, like the 3-3 last year, for example. Correct. So I really yeah. didn't, I didn't think that that was going to be the case. So, you know, one could say we've got the, you know, we've got the Indian sign over Everton. So uh, that gives me a bit of hope. Well, you should have hope. Um, no disrespect. I've said before, if Chelsea, I said last week, uh, if you're going to win the league, you you are going to be genuine title contenders, which is the hope for everyone at the club. Uh, you've got to be beating the Southamptons away. Difficult game. But you've also got to be beating Everton at home. And you've got to be beating the big teams at home. You know, yeah. everyone looks to win their home games. And this is going to be a tough call. They've got dangers. We've already highlighted Lukaku. They've got lots of other players. Um, but we've got to be winning these games. Uh, there's a there's a tight little bunch at the top, and Chidge, J.K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? 
Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, we don't want to be the first to crack. November traditionally hasn't been a great month for us. Um, too many don't times in the past. <laughs> yeah, too many times in the past we've capitulated and not been not done very well in November. But we, 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 it's sorry, a new mate. team, yeah, we, new we, outlook, we, as we say. Go on. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we, we always used to say on the, on the fan cast, you know, uh, remember, remember, we're shit in November. <laughs> well, listen, let's hope that's not the case under Conti. Um, it's a new outlook, as we've already said. It's a new buzz around the club, as far as we're concerned. Um, I think the Manchester United result done a wonders for a lot of people's confidence. Uh, we're seeing improved play from lots of players. Moses, I'm really pleased for. Um, adapted very well. Fort, showing the right attitude as far as um, a, a squad player, if you like, is uh, concerned. Stayed, stayed in there, prepared to work. Sought out a position which is slightly different to what he used to. And he's proved a, a really good person to be on that side. And he holds his place on a regular basis now. You know, you're talking, is it William? Is it Pedro? But Moses seems to have uh, cornered the market on one side. So from that respect, that is what the squad's all about. And providing William and Pedro accept uh, being in and out and maybe they'll rotate other ways. This is how a good squad, a happy squad um, should work. Um, it happened uh, at numerous clubs that win things, you go out to the bar, so you look at the great players just come in, do a job. And that's going to happen at Chelsea. Um, I think it continues. I don't, you know, I, don't, I, I do believe in stats as far as um, teams and, and Indian signs to a degree. Um, yeah. I'm, not prepared to go, I'm not prepared to go along with this November lark. I think we'll beat Evan. <laughs> good man. That's a really good point about Victor Moses, actually, because, I mean, he, he does divide opinion, really, with, with some uh, Chelsea supporters. I think, yeah, I think most are really warming to him, actually. But, I mean, for me, what, what it says, and I think this is a, a marked difference from uh, Mourinho's attitude, where, you know, you knew who his favourite 11 players were and you knew that you pretty much wouldn't see many of the others at all. And and what I like about uh, the fact that Moses is getting a run is that what Conte seems to be doing, he's he's basically, you know, found a combination that works and he's picking the players to do the job, as you said. And actually, yep. for me, it goes to show that it's about having the best team of 11 players on the pitch, not necessarily the best 11 of in- individuals. And, and if you blend um, that together, I mean, I always go back to, to that England World Cup winning uh, side in 66. 
you know, individually, possibly not the best players, but you put them together as a team, they knew what they had to do and they did a great job. And, and I've always remembered that. And I think that's what's happening with Chelsea. And I think Moses is, is, is an absolute prime example of that, as is Alonso, actually, as well. I mean, remember, he came, you know, he'd, played, he'd only played for Sunderland before and everybody was thinking, well, what have we got doing, you know, getting an ex-Sunderland yep. player? But he's doing a great well, job, isn't he? Well, just on the back of that, um, you know, I agree with you. He's, he's found a system. He, he's fitting players to do it. They've bought into what he's trying to do and, and they're working. And, of course, the key players are, 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 you know, scoring goals, I've already said. But the work rate and the team rate um, and the way they work for each other is vital. When you look back at that Leicester team, and I've already said about them, it's not a Leicester show by any stretch of the imagination, but... Um, People, people wonder why they won won the league and how could they possibly win the league. You know, even look at now. You spoke about individual players and you know it's not individuals. Leicester are a team. There's only about two, two or three of their players that, that would get in, uh, say, the England side. How, how many Leicester players would get in the Chelsea side? Makes you think. Uh, you know, you take uh, Riyad Mahrez and you take out Vardy. Not many. Well, Kante did. <laughs> well, he did, but he's now a Chelsea player. You know, I'm talking. Yeah, well, you but, know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. But listen, the, the thing is, the, the spirit is there. The, the Moses of them. Are, uh, I don't think Victor Moses is the finished article, but he's doing the job in this. Yeah. In this team, what I would say is, if Victor Moses continued to do his job, it would he would do his job. If the likes of Hazard and Costa stop playing, as far as I'm concerned and they weren't doing theirs, I think they would be tough to replace. I think, yeah. without being disrespectful to Victor Moses, or to a Pedro, or to a lesser extent to a William, you can rotate these players. You, they do that job. This is what they do. If you take out a Costa or a Hazard, very tough to replace. Again, you're spot on, Matt. I couldn't, couldn't uh, agree more. And actually, I think, you know, looking ahead to... Uh... To Saturday, uh, I think it'll be Costa and Hazard that will be the key again. Uh, I, t- I tell you what, or Lukaku, actually, good... I have to say, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, mate. I mean, the reason why I say that, I mean, clearly, obviously, you know, for us, they are the two key players offensively. But uh, yep. you know, we've our, our defense has tightened up considerably. I mean, that's four clean sheets in a row now. But Everton have also tightened up. So, you know, we, we were saying it was going to be a really tight match last week. Uh, it could well be again this week. And that's that's why I'm saying that, you know, Hazard and Costa are really going to be the key for us. Because if we're going to break down Everton's defence, it's those two that are going to do it, isn't it? Without doubt. Um, but listen, that's not to say an Oscar. That's not to say a William. That's not to say a Pedro or a Moses won't be, are not capable of doing it. We're talking yeah. about you, when you look for something special, you know, you might look to other players to, to do it. And, you know, we say Everton will be a tough game. I think we'll be saying that week in, week out on this show. Every, there's not yeah. an easy game in, in the Premier League. You know, we, exactly. we talk about, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, going to Stoke. <sighs> not an easy game. You talk about, you know, you, you talk about going away to other places in the Premier League. Not easy games. But there are ones, and I include Everton, who, who's, they're just outside the top six. They're a, they're a top ten team, as far as I'm concerned. We've got to beat them at home. And no matter about systems, it no matter about shape, it matters about players. And I'd be less um, expectant if what I call our two star players. I have sorry if it comes across as it's not the hazard and cost a show, but you take them out and try and replace them, the team wouldn't be the same as far as I'm concerned. Again, absolutely right. I couldn't couldn't disagree with that at all. I mean, one thing that's occurred to me actually, Kerry, is that. 
you know, with the United game and uh, the Southampton game, you know, obviously in the United game, we scored really, really early, but we scored relatively early in the Southampton game as well. And I think certainly for the, the, the way that Conte likes to play, that really does play into our hands. And uh, I, I think, you know, I remember a lot of the games last season, you know, we were failing to score in the first half and it just became harder and harder and harder. So I, I got a suspicion that, yet again, particularly against a side like Everton, who, you know, Koeman's a good coach. So I think they'll be set up really, really well. You know, they have tightened up their defensive frailties too. So I think, again, if we can get an early goal on Saturday, I think that that will really, really help. If we don't, then, you know, it's going to be really tough. The beauty of football is uh, it never changes. If you've got an early goal at any stage in any game, you know, first five minutes or so, it totally alters the the plans. It totally alters what teams have to do. And then, of course, the longer it goes on, the teams have to come out. You can pick them off. You've got pacey players. It alters teams if they come to, as we've seen in the past, park the bus mm-hmm. as such. Um, you know, because as long as they park the bus and we don't get the goals, the fans become a little bit agitated. Teams frustrate everyone. And, and then, of course, they might score a breakaway or a set piece. Then, of course, we're looking at a poor performance all of a sudden. So an early goal is always good. You know, a goal any time is good. People used yeah. to say a goal in the last minute is good because they can't come back. But listen, a goal in the first <laughs> minute is it? E- a goal in the first minute is equally as good, and you know it sets the tone and it gives you a bit of a buzz. So listen, bring it on. An early goal every time yeah. for me. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, just before we kind of stick our you know necks on the line and, and, and predict what what we think the result will be, just a quickie because in the news this week there was quite a lot of talk about. Uh, Fabregas possibly being on his way out as early as January. Um, do you have a bit of sympathy for him, mate? Totally. I think he's a good player. Um, but, you know, good players don't necessarily always get on at certain clubs. Um, you know, there's a saying that horses for courses. And, you know, I think he's been wonderful for us when he came in the first season. He was great, you know, um, picking out passes. I still think he's capable of that. But, if a manager, as we're seeing, is, is it on a shape and a system and a formation that he's happy with and it, certain players are fitting into that and he believes that perhaps Fabregas wouldn't fit into that, which is obviously what he believes, then you start to hear rumours and you know this is the consequence of that. Um, I, I would always believe that Fabregas would have a part to play in a squad, whether he's prepared to be part of a squad or not. That remains mm. to be seen. But yeah. I think it's a tough call because when you get a good player, an international player, which pretty much everyone at Chelsea in the top clubs are, um, they don't want to sit on the side and be a squad player for season in, season out. They want to play. And, you know, if he's not going to play, I can fully understand both Mm. Chelsea and the player um, looking to move and and go their own way. Yeah, no, fair enough. I I agree with that again. Um, Okay, so that being the case, um, do we think... I mean, obviously, Fabrics, I don't think, was ever really in contention to start. But do you see Conte making any changes or do you think he'll he'll go again with the same team as he did against Southampton? If they're all fit and it's not broke, he's not going to fix it. So that's what's going to happen for me. You know, frustrating for the likes of JT and other people who are finding themselves on the bench. Uh, The call between does he play William or Pedro, that's his call. Uh, that seems to be the only call if everyone's fit at the moment. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you there, mate. I, I, a, I don't see him changing it, but I, I don't really see much point in changing it. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, like you said. And uh, long may that continue. Okay. I mean, one of the things that I, I mean, you you won't know this, but we we did we didn't manage to do the uh, the Chelsea fancast last Monday because my internet died at the crucial hour, which is very <laughs> very annoying and frustrating. But you know, one of the things I was going to bring up on that show, had we you know been able to do it, was that that that. You know, I'm beginning, you know, I've said this a while ago and people kind of laughed at me. But I mean, when when Conte took over Juventus in a, in a very difficult uh, period for them, yes, it took him a little while to turn it around. But once he did, they were like a, an unstoppable train. I mean, they hardly lost a match under this guy. You know, once he when he gets it right, uh, there's, there's a potential here for it to go really large for Chelsea. And I'm getting quite excited about that. So maybe you can, you know... Uh, put me down a bit and stop me getting so excited. But what do you think about that? Not at all. Get excited. Um, I fully believe that. And, you know, um, he's found something. Uh, He found something with Juve. Um, He he might have a knack. Italy were always a tough side to beat and always reached the latter stages of tournaments with him in charge. Um, I said at the start, uh, I'm yet to be convinced. And, you know, the way managers are judged, you know, it's about what they win. It's about whether they're in contention, whether they're un- unlucky, or you know, we, it's the expectancy at Chelsea Football Club to be in contention. It is also possibly the expectancy to win things. Then he'll be judged. But get excited because uh, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Fingers crossed. Okay, we've, we've got to stick our necks on the uh, on the block here on the line, Kerry. What are you going to go for this week? Yeah, I think there'll be goals. I mean, you talk about tightening up. Um, I'm going to go for Chelsea three-one. <laughs> You've done it again. I was going to say myself. I said that. I, I basically, I, I just think that we, we've got some real momentum behind us. Uh, I think, as we said, a lot will depend. I think if we get an early goal, then I can see it being three-one. I was going to go either three-one or two-one, but I'm going to because I'm such a kind, magnanimous bloke, Kerry. I'm going to go exactly with what you've gone as well. So we're both going to go for three-one. There you go. And anyone following uh, the past here, um, we got it wrong last week. We said it'd be a close game. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> so we're going for a, a close game. It'd probably be a 1 0, but never mind. I still think there'd be goals. Well, we both go for 3 1, so that means it'll probably be a 0 0 or a 1 0 or something. Won't oh. you? I, I couldn't agree more, but there you go. Mate, as always, uh, fantastic to talk to you. Have you, got, have you got any events lined up that we can plug or anything? Well, next Saturday, I'm going to the Grosvenor Arms in Wandsworth um, with Gary Chivers. Are. Um, that's probably the only thing on the horizon at the moment, um, but that's what it is. Um, and that's so the, that's only the, thing you the can Grosvenor Arms. That's is, that's in, in uh, Wimbledon, isn't it? The Grosvenor Arms. Is oh, it? Wimbledon Garrett Lane. That's where you're right, one. Yeah, Garrett, yeah, Garrett Lane, Lane Wimbledon. Uh, what, Wimbledon. What 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 times it kick off? Oh, I'm not sure. I think some in the evening. Eight o'clock, I think seven o'clock, something like that. I'll put a link up on a on a you know on on the uh, on the bit of the show that I you know on the website thing that I do. So I'll make sure people can uh, pop along to that. All right, mate. Look, as it, once again, fantastic speaking to you. Thanks so much, Kerry, and uh, we'll be chatting again next week. No problem, Dave. Thanks a lot. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.